This is Curl Up with a Cat Tale, and I'm Gwen Cooper, the New York Times bestselling author of numerous cat-centric titles, including Homer's Odyssey, A Fearless Feline Tale, or How I Learned About Love and Life with a Blind Wonder Cat, Spray Anything, More True Tales of Homer and the Gang, and The Book of Possum, Head Bonks, Raspy Tongues, and 101 Reasons Why Cats Make Us So, So Happy. We're here to celebrate all things feline and to tell inspirational cat tales. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Curl Up with a Cat Tale with Gwen Cooper. I am, of course, Gwen Cooper, your host, and delighted, as always, to be here with you today. Coming up later in this episode, we are going to be speaking with Katie Shannon, and Katie is with Humane Society, I'm sorry, the Maui Humane Society, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about what's going on there, and what their needs are, and what those of us listening and watching from afar can do to help them out in their quest to to save as many animals as possible. Um, I'm actually going to keep this part of the podcast up top ahead of the interview pretty short because Katie's a very compelling story to tell and I want to let her tell it. Um, so I am going to say, you know, in terms of what those of us listening can do, I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler alert and say that what Maui Humane Society desperately and, – and not just Maui Humane Society – but the animals of Maui, um, both the wildlife and the companion animals who were separated from their families, who were left behind in homes while families were at work and then unable in the speed and intensity of the fire to get back to their homes to rescue those animals, um, what those people and animals really ultimately need from us are donations. And look, you know, I, I, it has been a crazy crazy summer for natural disasters, particularly wildfires. And I I don't know about all of you, uh, but I've probably never made more individual donations to more different organizations, um, even just the organizations that support animals that, that I have donated to. I've probably never made more individual donations, and that's before you even get to the charities that help people. And and my point in saying this is not at all to say, look at me, look at what an amazing person I am, but to say that I'm sure for many of you listening and and watching this, a a little bit of, of disaster fatigue has set in, and it can be difficult to care as much maybe as you did earlier, or perhaps you care as intensely as you ever have, but you you feel like your your funds are tapped out. You have made all the donations that you can afford to make. And and I hear you, I do, but truly in a situation like this, and, and you know what I'm about to say, every dollar counts. If if everybody you may be thinking, uh, what's even the point of donating a dollar? Donating a dollar, it's not going to make any difference. It's not going to do anything for anybody. And I will tell you, I have two responses to that. The first is that if everybody listening to this donated one dollar, just one dollar, all of that together would make an incredible difference. Um, so if you have anything, anything to spare, it, it is not too little. And my the the second reason why every little bit matters and Katie will speak to this a little bit later in in the episode but the people who are working 
around, literally around the clock and without sleep and without taking care of themselves so that they can rescue as many animals, treat as many animals, reunite as many animals with their families as they possibly can, are going to be exhausted. They, they already are and, and demoralized. And they're going to be feeling a lot of different things. A lot of what they're going to be feeling is exhaustion. But seeing donations come in and knowing that so many people see what you are doing, care about what you are doing, want to help you or are sending, you know, when, when you send your money, you're not just sending your money, you're sending your good thoughts. You're, you are letting someone know at a moment when they desperately need to hear it, I, I see you, I support you, I am thinking of you. And that all by itself, even aside, I mean, that that truly is the kind of thing, almost as much as the money, it, it, it keeps people going in a situation like this, knowing that they are thought of, knowing that other people, people they don't know, people they've never heard of are thinking of them. And and, and I'm really going to pull out the big guns here again. If, if you have given all you have, all you can afford to give, um, I, I do understand that some people are in budgets so tight that literally even one dollar can can be a serious matter for them. I, I do understand that. Um, and if that applies to you and, and and or if you have genuinely squeezed every last cent out of your budget that you can for rescue or charitable purposes so far, you know, this summer, if you've already spent all that you can afford to spend, I, I then then so be it. And of course, everything you do to help animals and people anywhere is a tremendous gift. Um, but I'm going to pull out the big guns here and say that that if you haven't donated yet, or if you could give a little something more, even if it's just, you know, a few dollars, and you don't in a situation like this, I, I think you have to ask yourself what kind of person you are. Yeah, I said it. And I meant it. And uh, if if some of you now choose not to listen to the podcast anymore, then so be it. But I do hope that all of you listening will continue to listen and stick around. Uh, we're going to take a short break of about 30 seconds or so. And when we come back, we will be speaking with Katie Shannon of Maui Humane Society. So sit back, relax, get comfortable and stick around for more Curl Up With a Cattail. much for sticking around. Today, we're fortunate enough to be joined by Katie Shannon, Director of Marketing and Communications of the Maui Humane Society. Katie's taking a brief break from the -the round-the-clock, borderline superhuman efforts Maui Humane is making right now to rescue animals and reunite families. And she's doing so to let us know what things look like on the ground there and what we can do to help. We are so grateful to her for making the time for us. So please give a warm welcome to Katie Shannon. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Aloha, Glenn. Thank you. So uh, here's, I'm going to come right out of the gate. Obviously, anybody who's listening to this right now has seen enough 
on the news to know how desperate your needs are right at this moment. So before we even get started, what can we do to help you? Right now, for people that are on the mainland, the best thing to do is monetary donations. And the reason why that is, is because we know that these efforts are going to be a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, Because the road to Lahaina has only just opened uh, earlier this week. um, And, you know, sorry, depending on when this is showing, um, you know, it was today that the the road has been opened and it's been about a three hour uh, wait to get into Lahaina and many people have either not been able to access it or have been forced to turn around. Um, We haven't been able to assess what's actually happened and the damage that has been done on Lahaina. We are now working with uh, local rescue efforts. We're working with international veterinarians uh, without borders. We're working with uh, Oahu surgeons, vet techs, and volunteers. And we're also working with the Big Island Animal Response Crew. So uh, we are so grateful for the immense support that we have received. Uh, But the reason why monetary donations are so important is because we don't necessarily know what is ahead for us yet. And we want to make sure that we are able to provide all of the medical life-saving procedures. Uh, We want to make sure that we have supplies for families who have lost absolutely everything um, and that we are going to be able to continue to be a resource for them. Uh, We don't know how long some of these animals are going to need shelter or how long it's going to take to reunite uh, animals with their owners. And, you know, based on the devastation, the people have lost everything. So um, the monetary donations are the best thing that that can uh, be sent our way at this point. And I mean, there's really just so much to unpack here. But one thing that you touched on um, that that I do want to kind of call out is that even in a scenario, and in in let's say a best case scenario where a family is is quickly reunited with with their pet, with their animal companion, and everybody is healthy and okay, nobody is injured, you're still going to have scenarios where the the family, in the course of seeking temporary shelter, may not be able to take their pet with them, right? That is frequently the case. They they have to check into a motel or into a shelter, perhaps a government-run facility where they cannot bring animals with them. And so that is something, e- even in, in best case scenarios, there are still going to be tremendous needs, even for perfectly healthy animals whose families you know about in terms of long-term care and, and needs that they'll have. Absolutely. And, you know, we haven't crossed that bridge yet. Uh, you know, that's, that is best case scenario. Uh, you know, we do have some stories uh, already of animals being reunited after running from the fire, their paws being scorched, their whiskers being scorched. Um, but we have been able to reunite one dog with their owner so far. Um, we do have other animals that we have not yet been able to reunite. And, you know, truthfully, you know, we are not a boarding facility, but what this looks like for the future, I'm not exactly sure. And so we just want to make sure that we are able to give the community the resources that they need uh, to ensure that we can keep animals with their pets, because that is the most important thing above all. We don't want to separate animals from their humans uh, because we know how important it is for both of them to stay together. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes that I mean, truly, that feeling of of having lost all of a sudden, you know, one one day you, you're just living your life and and an hour later you're a refugee with nothing and which is such a destabilizing feeling to begin with. And so to be reunited with with a cat or a dog who you thought 
you was lost to you. I mean, in and of itself can be a tremendous step forward in in the recovery process. But but I mean, tell us a little bit about I mean, tell us about your day to day. Tell us what you know, what do things look like there? What do things look like? I mean, not just where you are in Maui, but specifically, you know, for the Maui Humane Society, what, what do things look like right now? So earlier this week, we had completely full kennels. We needed animals to get out of the kennels in order to make sure that we could make room for any animals coming in because we were over capacity. The community has stepped up as they continue to do time and time again, but this is an overwhelming amount of support. We've been able to remove nearly 80 animals from the shelter and put into foster homes, which is going to allow animals that need the space, time, and care uh, to be here when they do arrive. And we have also an unbelievable amount of physical donations, supplies that these uh, donations are being put into emergency kits that volunteers are bagging food, bagging the kits. I mean, it's absolutely incredible how many people have shown how much they care. And those kits are going to be going to shelters for displaced people um, along uh, out, you know, on the island. Sure. Uh, and so it is just absolutely incredible to see the unwavering amount of support. Um, and, you know, as the road opens and as we are able to get boots on the ground, we know that it's going to, we're going to be uh, addressing people who have lost absolutely everything. I mean, there are some horror stories that we have heard so far. Um, and we just hope that that is far and few between. Um, so how many animals have you taken in o- over the last few days and what kind of condition are those animals in and, and what do you expect to see in the next few days ahead? So we've taken in about 15 animals, which does sound low, right? But the thing that people need to be aware of is that the part of the island that has had the most destruction has been cut off. And so only emergency personnel have been able to make their way over to Lahaina. Uh, And cell service has been non-existent. So communication has been extremely limited. So, and because fires are still burning. So the fires are burning. We're not able to assess the true damage. And also while the fires were burning, even on Wednesday evening, we didn't know at Maui Humane Society if we needed to evacuate our animals. So you know, everybody is really on these, uh, we're on our toes, we're on our paws, um, really making sure that we're aware of everything that's happening around us. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, we are so focused on making sure that we can recover any, any live animals and save them as well as re- reunite animals with their owners. And have you been Sorry, here? I don't know if I also answered the rest of your questions. Yeah, no, no, no. That, I mean, that's fine. I, I, I guess, you know, what I would love is for um, for people who are listening to this right now, because we all, you know, it, it, it's in the abstract. It, I mean, it, it sounds horrible enough in the abstract. And I'm certainly not trying. I don't want to give any of my listeners nightmares. But I do want people to to have a sense, you know, there there is that that emotional quotient I think that that we all relate to when when you're talking about taking in confused and injured animals who you know as far as they know five minutes ago were part of a family and and are now completely they're they're sick they're disoriented they don't know what's happening I, I mean it's even more confusing for them than it is for for people in a lot of ways and it's I think certainly confusing enough for people so I yeah you know it was was just trying to get at that a little bit um to to see what what you are seeing and and like I said what you expect to see over the next few days. 
Yeah, we have had a few people come in trying to file a loss report. Uh, but, you know, of course, in immense distress, they've said we were never able to go back to our homes once the fire started because we weren't at home. We know our cat was in the house and we know that our cat has burned or that our house has burned to the ground. You know, what does that mean? Of course, we want to file a loss report, but the reality is there are going to be so many displaced people, so many displaced pets. And at the end of the day, we are hoping that that we receive animals that we can help. And and I mean, the animals that you've seen so far are these animals that you've been able to treat and, and what kind of treatment are, are, do, are they in need of so far, the animals that you've taken in? Yeah, so far, the animals that have come through our doors have been strays. So uh, oftentimes we are aware and we know that we have that there is an owner attached to them. Uh, they have a microchip or they have IDs. Now, one of the animals, the first animal that came in, uh, a dog, very, very sweet, 40 pound, uh, 40 pound, about a uh, three, two year old uh, Sharpay mix. And she has uh, her paws just completely scorched down to the bone. Her nail beds Aww. have actually essentially been removed. Um, and, but, and she had blisters all over her body, but she, of course she was in shock, but she was also so incredibly sweet. We still have her now. We have not been able to reunite her with her owner. She's in stable condition. Uh, but she really is, uh, such a beautiful example of the community working together. She was actually running away from the fire, picked up by a Lahaina firefighter. Uh, the firefighter gave her to an, a human emergency response um, medical person who then drove her to Maui Humane Society because we were unable to uh, get into Lahaina at the time. Our animal care team, our humane enforcement team, and our volunteers helped transport her to the vet. The vets in our hospital, the veterinary team gave her the the medical attention that she needed, the pain medication she needed, and she is in stable condition. And we just really hope that we are able to reunite her with her owner once once that road does open fully. And uh, you know this is as good a time as any. This is a uh, th- th- this is my my personal drum that I like to bang whenever I get the opportunity to do so. But to remind uh, everybody listening that it is my firm and abiding re- belief that when you help animals, you help people as well. I think especially in a situation, and you can correct me if I am wrong, Katie, but in a scenario like this where where it's such an overwhelming disaster, it really is a continuum. There there is not much of a distinction between the two. And I think everybody, including the firefighter and the emergency personnel who were there for people that you were describing are are just happy to be able to save a life. Yes, Gwen. I mean, I uh, agree with you a hundred percent. A life is a life. Uh, it doesn't matter how small, how furry, how many legs it has um, or none. Uh, so, you know, we are just so grateful for this community continually showing up for one another. And we know that it is going to take an island to rebuild, uh, the destruction that has been caused here on Maui. And we are so grateful. You know, we do have these stories, these glimmers of hope. Um, we had another dog that has a very inspiring story who has a very happy ending. Um, and his name is Roman and, you know, his owners were away traveling um, and unfortunately heard about all of this while they were back on the mainland. Uh, the dogs that they had were being watched by a pet sitter. The pet sitter had to run into the ocean with the dogs in order to save himself and the animals. Uh, one of the dogs, Roman, didn't like the water and ran away and he was lost for a few days. 
he came, um, our humane enforcement officer was actually able to pick him up, was transported to another. And uh, Roman has since happily been reunited with his owners. And uh, Roman and his sister, uh, Raina, are are happy together, although everything that they own is completely gone. Um, they they are okay, and they're all together. And that is the glimmer of hope that we have through all this destruction. Look, the you know there there really is nothing like a disaster to to bring you down to the absolute basics in life. And there is a point at which you realize it is okay to to lose literally everything I own as long as everyone I love. Um, and again, whether that that's two legs or or four, that that love goes on, but that everything I love is okay. Um, you, you tell yourself, you know, you, you make that, that bargain with whatever power you believe in, like, just, just let everyone I care about be okay. And, and the rest of it, I could stand to lose. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you to give it anyway. So I have, for example, 10,000 people just on my email list. Um, I'm going to send out, you know, an appeal to all of them to to please make donations to you. I'm sure a lot of them are going to read it. No, you know, I don't have much money. I I hardly have anything. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if if, if everybody on my mailing list just gave $1, just $1, that would be $10,000. What could you do with $10,000? I mean, with $10,000, you know, to, to the person who's thinking, I only have a dollar, what's the point of even making such a small donation? What would $10,001 donations do for you right now? So a standard day at my Humane Society, the the standard care for a single animal at my Humane Society per day is $50. You know, living on an island, resources are very tight, things are very expensive here. And so no, it does not matter how much you are able to give. Being able to give anything is, it, it means the world to us. You know, we had somebody who brought in their pennies and quarters to us in a plastic jar. And we actually have that sitting on one of our, uh, our, our main areas to remind ourselves that it doesn't matter how you give, just giving anything is showing how much you care, but it also inspires others to give. And we just hope that this message message is sent far and wide uh, so that we can help as many animals as possible. I mean, because truly, literally every dollar does make a difference in a scenario like this. I'm also guessing, uh, you know, we, we haven't really talked too much about, I mean, you know, obviously we know that people who are not close by can send money. Um, I do know that some of my listeners are in Hawaii. There are one or two shelters in Hawaii, you know, who, whose staff, who, who's, whose organizers listen to this podcast um, I'm sure you've been in communication with other animal rescue organizations in the area, but if somebody is listening to this who is in Hawaii, whether they're in a position to, whether they work with a shelter or not, what, what might they be able to do more than, you know, people like me in New York, basically I can give money, but what could somebody who, who is in Hawaii do for you? So we have created a Facebook group that is really meant to connect community members together. And so what this is uh, aiming to do is to provide uh, the connection between people who uh, need help and the people who are able to offer help. And the Facebook group is called Maui Fires Pets Help Group. And this information is available on Maui Humane Society's website, MauiHumaneSociety.org. And you can join that group. And if you are able to help 
please do. All you need to do is post, go through the, the comments and see if there is anybody who you might be able to help. Um, you know, we are just looking to create the world that we knew before last week. Um, and ultimately the way that we're going to be able to do that is connecting people, um, and rebuilding Maui as an Ohana together. Uh, and as Hawaii, I mean, it is so incredibly, it is such a collaborative, uh, place here. And we just want to make sure that anyone that can receive help is receiving help as quickly as possible. And we know that there are people who can, um, and so joining that Facebook group is a phenomenal way for you to offer the help that you can for those who are most in need. Let me ask you this, you know, how, how are you doing? I mean, how is the staff do, I, I have to assume that it's got to be exhausting and, and overwhelming and it, and it still almost hasn't even really started yet to, to the point that you made earlier, the roads are only just now opening. So as exhausting and overwhelming as it's been already, I would imagine there's there's so much more that lies ahead and and how how are are you doing and and what if anything are you and your fellow staffers and volunteers doing to sort of keep your collective sanity in the midst of all this? I think the thing that we're trying to do is just put one foot in front of the other. It is really inspiring to see how many people are coming to help to save the animals who we know need our help. Um, and by doing that, you know, it's, it's just, it's just putting in the, the work, right. Um, you know, you asked how I'm doing, I am okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Just a little bit of a dip out there. That's all right. Um, well, I'm going to edit this uh, a little bit, but for those of you listening, we, we had a slight uh, technical goof. Kate, Katie was just saying that she was okay. And then she disappeared. So, <laughs> I was a little concerned, but <laughs> she's ironic. back. And uh, yeah. yes. Um, so you were saying that you are personally so, okay. Yes. Um, you know, our staff are working around the clock right now and we are advising people, make sure you get rest, make sure you drink water, make sure you eat, um, you know, because we know that this is going to be a marathon and not a sprint. Um, you know, it is quite difficult to kind of separate the emotions um, it is quite difficult to, um, to separate the emotions of the empathy and the, like the, uh, the reality of what is actually happening versus being the professional and having to speak about, uh, you know, how people can help and what people can do. Uh, so, you know, it is kind of a bit of a contrast also considering where I live is essentially untouched. Uh, and that's also really hard to balance between knowing that just on the other side, you know, people compare Kihei and Lahaina all the time and uh, Lahaina's gone. And I don't really know if my head and my heart understand the complexity of what it all means. Um, but we're just trying to hold it together because we know that this is what the animals need. And this is what the people need. Uh, so this is currently where we're at. You know, if you check in, uh, next week, you know, it might be a different answer. You know, I, I have to say that, that obviously what you are going through now and what you will go through, um, because to your point that this is certainly not a sprint, this is, is absolutely going to be a marathon is not going to be exactly the same as people who have lost everything. But, uh, I, 
I, I do not doubt that it is going to be difficult enough for you to to feel okay that that it was you know, um, I, I I have no doubt that it's it's going to be as difficult as as really as it is for anybody at this point, um, in its own way, and and to your point yeah, also, I do think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, I was just going to say, I do. I mean, even just sitting here talking to you about it now, I mean, you know, there is survivor's guilt, you know, I'm trying to hold back tears um, because, you know, I know this isn't about me and it's about how, how can I do whatever I can do in order to help the people and the animals that need it most. Um, and, you know, you do feel that in a community, you feel the inspiration and you feel, you know, the collective uh, the Ohana working together to, to make the biggest difference that they can. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just scared that once I break down, I might break down for a, a extended period of time. And I know that's, that's not the best use of my time um, or energy right now. Um, no, it is probably, probably not, but by the same token, I think you're, you're going to find that it sort of comes in waves you know, there there are going to be yeah. intense times where where moments where you it 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 just all feels impossible, and then there are going to be moments where you feel very empowered and you feel very strong and good about what you're doing. And I mean, no nobody is an expert at this. You know, you're not supposed to be. This is this is obviously not not how life always was or is supposed to be or or will be. Um, Although having said that, you know, I, I think for, for a lot of these animals and certainly for your organization, um, and just so people understand, it, it is going to be months and and years, really. I mean, there are going to be animals who who need ongoing care for, for months, um, you know, for a long time. And and again, as I because it really I'm I'm just being completely shameless. I if you are listening to this, I want you to give money. I, I do not want to be at all unclear. If you are listening to this, please, it means you care about animals. Please donate any small amount you have. You truly have no idea how much even a little bit can do. Even if just the, seeing so many different people pouring in with small donations provides inspiration for, for Katie and her fellow volunteers to, to keep going and to keep doing what they are doing. Um it really is an incredible, incredible thing you are doing. I, I, I am in awe, and and you certainly have my my profound respect and and gratitude. Um, I, I the last question I'm going to ask you is, what have I not? And I'm sorry. And this is Maui Humane Society. I keep saying, give money. Maui Humane Society. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Google. Maui Humane Society. Um, Katie, what have I not asked that that you would like me to ask or that you would like people to know that we haven't talked about yet? I think I think um, you know it you know we're talking about emotion, right? And now I just feel a bit speechless. Um I'm sorry. I'm not trying to do the Barbara okay. Walters thing where I make everybody cry who comes on the podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> I promise. It's okay. We've had a, you know, a few people have asked, like, how are you doing? It's like, well. I guess I'm trying not to think about it because I think once, once I'm thinking about it, I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what do we want people to do? What do we want people to know? We know that the information that is coming out is changing every hour. You know, we just saw that the death toll has increased. Yeah. We know that there are more animals that are in refuge 
where they don't they where they don't actually have refuge. We staying connected with us on social media and donating to us is really the, the most support that you can give us right now. And yes, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Uh, we are posting on stories daily. And the reason why we're doing that is to share, share the process a bit. Um, and, but also just give us a little bit of time because we are trying to organize as this is happening and we are trying to do our best for our community. You know, Hawaii has not seen the destruction like this, um, you know, they say ever. And so far it is, I think, the second deadliest U.S. fire that's existed in the past 100 years. Um, and more information is coming out every every hour. So uh, we're asking people to donate. We're asking people to follow our story and to please spread the word, keep us in your prayers. Uh, but also, you know, hug your loved ones, hug your pets and keep them close to you tonight. Um, you know, I am so, so grateful to be okay, to have my own own pup from my humane society in my bed. Um, if you can foster an animal, you know, the, the shelters across the nation right now are struggling. Um, and we were struggling just before these fires happened. If you can open your home to an animal, and even if you say, oh, I can't foster, you know, I'm scared I'm going to, I'm going to take it home and I can't do that. Organizations have different ways of making sure that if that animal needs to be returned, it can. And just opening your home to to an animal, help the local societies or shelters, rescues in your area. Um, you know, we're all in this together. And ultimately, we're all here for the animals. And therefore, we're here for the people, too. So. Well, thank you so much. And again, please, please, every dollar counts. Every dollar, every penny, every cent that you can spare, even if it is just the small change rattling around in in a, in a I don't know, wherever you keep your small change in your house and your sofa cushions, um, please consider donating to Maui Humane Society. They they are they are just as I said at the beginning, really making superhuman efforts now and and certainly in the days to come and and to salvage as much life uh, from this nightmare as as it will be possible to do. Um, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show for for everything that you are doing. Um, I I know that many people listening to this podcast have also you know there there are all kinds of of man made and natural disasters out there. Many people listening have have faced scenarios where they have been separated from their pets or you know there there's been some sort of destruction or cataclysm and so i know i speak for them when i i thank you um for for what you are are doing for for people who have lost so much and for animals who have lost so much it it is tremendous work and thank you for doing it oh thank you gwen i really appreciate the time yeah we uh we will be banded together over the next few weeks and uh you know we just hope for the best and uh, we're ready to put in the work when, when, when the animals are here. 
And once again, if you would like to help out, and I know you would, um, you can find Maui Humane Society on Google, on Facebook, on Instagram. Please, please donate. Please share. Please help spread the word. You'd be doing an incredible thing for some people and animals who truly and desperately need incredible things to happen for them right now. Thank you so much again to Katie Shannon for taking the time to speak with us. Thanks to all of you for listening. Please don't forget to join me again next week for another all new episode. And that concludes this episode of Curl Up with a Cattail with Gwen Cooper. Don't forget to invite your feline-loving friends to listen to new episodes along with you. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, find out how to get your name and your cat's name included in my next book, or leave comments or questions for me to answer in future podcasts, head on over to GwenCooper.com now. Thanks so much for joining me, and don't forget to hug your cat today.